I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. sources. Well, it is Take a Vacation. We've got a one-hour special for you tomorrow. We'll be hosted by our own Jeff Kaplan from noon to 1 p.m. And tomorrow, Thursday, listeners are going to hear about vacation and getaway options in southeast Idaho, Lava Hot Springs, Bear Lake, the Raspberry Festival. I think that's uh, all you have to say about that, as long as you get a shake out of it. Uh, you went to travel and tourism, uh, Flaming Gorge, Dinosaur National Monument, Box Elder County, Bear River, Willard Bay, uh, sponsor of Take a Vacation here on KSL News Radio, Bish's RV, your premier RV rental destination. So again, tomorrow, Thursday, from noon to 1 p.m., Take a Vacation, a one-hour special hosted by our own Jeff Kaplan. Uh, you don't want to miss that tomorrow, and you don't want to miss Jeff coming up uh, in just about eight and a half minutes from now uh, as he gets you through the afternoon. Uh, the great one, Jeff Kaplan, uh, coming up. So stay with KSL News Radio throughout the afternoon. As we round out our day today, you know, I've I've been reflecting, uh, thinking through these these last couple of days as we've uh, kind of thought through pandemics and civil unrest. Uh, of course, uh, George Floyd uh, and his tragic death uh, one year ago. What's happening and not happening in terms of needed reform uh, and needed support. Uh, in criminal justice reform, police reform, in our communities. And it's easy for us to to fall into this idea that we're just in a crisis. We're perpetually in a crisis in this country. And the country, yes, we've been to this point before. And it seems like we've been to it a lot lately. School violence, immigration emergencies, crisis at the border, mass shootings. And each time... I, I think it's uh, often the, the politics of it all and often the politicians of it all have prevented progress by failing to come together on common ground, common sense, convincing our citizens that the country uh, is just too divided to deal with any of these issues. Uh, you can sense the, pre- the frustration coming out of the Biden administration that uh, one year later we, we still don't have any meaningful police reform, even on things that both sides of the political aisle agree on and the American people support. Uh, That's disappointing to me. And what really disappoints me is when both Democrats and Republicans in Congress set aside the countless points of agreement on a host of issues, whether it's law enforcement or criminal justice reform, whatever it might be, so they can fight the political battles on the differences. Think about that. We're setting aside the points of agreement, things that could really get us to reform, so that we can have a political 
battle and fundraising effort around the differences. Try to win a campaign. So nothing's happening. So really interesting. Uh, a great group. It's called Beyond Conflict. Uh, launched uh, just an unprecedented research project uh, dating back to 2018, I think, is when they began. Uh, they call it the Beyond Conflict Polarization Index. And they tapped into brain and behavioral scientists to really assess the psychological factors that fuel what we very loosely and often incorrectly call polarization. Now, I would agree with this study that says there is a wide divide in the country, but the divide is around perception and reality. We are way off when it comes to understanding what is reality. Our perceptions are way out of whack. And so in the Beyond Conflict report, uh, I love this, they, they said, Americans incorrectly believe that members of the other party dehumanize, dislike, and disagree with them about twice as much as they actually do. Okay, think about that. Americans incorrectly believe that members of the other political party dehumanize, dislike, and disagree with them about twice as much as they actually do. The study continued. In short, we believe, we believe we're more polarized than we really are. And that misperception drives us even further apart. Because if I believe you're dehumanizing me, if you dislike me, if you're dissing me, uh, I'm going to add a little fuel to my contempt for you. And so it's the perception of the polarization that's actually driving more polarization. And on issues from immigration to gun control, so let's talk policy now for a minute, uh, you get specifics, gun control, uh, immigration. The perception of the policy divide between Democrats and Republicans is massive. But then when you get to the reality of it, when you talk about the specifics of the policy, there is so much common ground, there is so much space for compromise and reform and progress to be made and achieved, uh, it's unbelievable. But because we perceive there is this great divide in what Democrats believe about immigration reform and what Republicans believe about immigration reform, we just say, wow, we're just too divided. Let me drive that wedge a little deeper and raise some money off it while I'm at it and pour on a little uh, contempt onto my social media feed just for good measure. That's not helpful. I love the conclusion of, the, of this study. It says, political polarization, when left unchecked, poses a serious threat to American democracy. While substantive disagreements over ideology and policy can be healthy and an essential part of our democracy. It encourages activism towards reform, uh, but it also can lead to that extreme polarization. And the extreme cases, that polarization can undermine the legitimacy of democratic norms and institutions. And that's where we start to unravel the social fabric. So this toxic polarization occurs when the polarization moves beyond disagreement and it becomes about identity. 
It's identity politics. And once we start labeling people because they disagree with us or we think they disagree with us, that's the thing that I love most about this study is it really gets to the essence of it all. And that is we think we're so divided. Why? Because we have been conditioned to believe that we're so divided. So the question is, are we willing to challenge our perception? So perception is reality. We've heard that many times because we make it our reality. And so when we talk about compromise, uh, that which has become such a dirty word, uh, or change or challenge, uh, we can't get beyond anything because our perception is we're just too divided. And so it's time for us to, to get rid of the them words, they words, those people. And let's recognize, and you should go check out this study. Uh, it will, it'll boggle your mind. We are just not that divided. We think we are so divided and we're just not. And so collectively, let's reject that. Because the thing we have to remember is division paralyzes. Unity of purpose, not oneness of thought. Unity of purpose, not oneness of oneness of thought is what propels progress. Let's go get that. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Insight Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.